And we are recording with Mr. Jeff Brain, who... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Probably should have clarified this right beforehand. You're the CEO of CloudHub? Yeah, founder and CEO. Founder and CEO. Uh, Real quick, please introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Jeff Brain. I'm the founder and CEO of CloudHub. Um, is there any silver lining to evading big tech censorship? As someone that's been permanently banned from YouTube for a little over a year for interviewing Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough, um, for someone that's not allowed to be on iTunes despite having a fairly vanilla podcast, um, and as someone who for the second time is banned from Twitter for a week, is there any silver lining or? Yeah, it's, it's okay. street cred. <laughs> I know. Well, now it is. Yeah. I mean, like if you, if you haven't been banned, then you're not doing Something's something, right? you know? Yeah. I mean, and particularly if you got banned for, you know, interviewing Robert Malone, I mean, and uh, his ilk, I mean, yeah. then you're, that's real street cred because now they're, they're the winners. They're the ones that were right. It was the others that were the misinformation. It's like uh, it's like going to prison and like not having neck and face tattoos. Like there's no, you got to shank somebody the first day, or otherwise, who are you? You're you're a total. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll avoid that topic for the moment. Oh, oh, I mean, I'm not 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 condoning that any of us uh, go to prison and get tattoos and stab people, but it is. You're right. It did start out as a uh, fairly embarrassing. I mean, I'm someone that this is a solo enterprise. I. I'm the founder and CEO. I'm the producer. I'm the manager, the scheduler, the uploader, the social media manager. And I have to email people. I mean, every day, just, you know, people ask, how do you get these guests? How do you get Jeff Brain? How do you get Ken Alabeck, the director of the Soviet Union bioweapon program? How do you get Charlie Duke, the 10th man to walk on the moon? You send him an email. You put your best foot forward. You act like an adult i'm tommy kerrigan i'm this many years old started a podcast here are some of my top guests i'd love to talk to you for an hour about this that and the other thing and it's a huge i mean it's a huge blow to my my company that is this podcast when they inevitably ask how come you're not on youtube how come you're not on itunes i mean it is it is sort of the scarlet letter it is it is the it is a black mark and now, as time goes on, it moved from being a negative thing to kind of being neutral where more people just assume it's not because I went on some racist rant, but it's probably because of big tech overreach. Right. And now, like you said, it's now actually turning into street cred. Um, where do you see that going with with Clout Hub as, as these kind of alternative or far right wing other platforms are becoming more and more mainstream and more and more desired. Yeah. Well, I started CloudHub long before many of the, the platforms uh, decided to become platforms. Right. So I started building CloudHub in 2018. Um, I think there's basically four or five alternative platforms that are significant at this point worthy of, of, 
referencing, which is basically Getter, True Social, Rumble, perhaps Gab, and, and CloudHub. And uh, I say perhaps Gab because there's some issues there with Gab um, in terms of some of their content that people, you know, maybe they went a little too far and, and hurt the reputation. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of people feel there's hate there and porn and, and stuff. And so I think they kind of hurt themselves. So if you step back from that, you look at the other four, you know, you got the true social and getter, which are true, basically Twitter alternatives. And you got rumble, which is a YouTube alternative. And, I think it's something that certainly not Rumble. Rumble has been around for a long time. People don't realize that they've been around. 2013. Years. Yeah, they just didn't. You know, people didn't know about them until now. They feel the need as an alternative. And, and CloudHub was never going to be an alternative to Twitter. It was never going to be an alternative to anything. It it is a different kind of platform. And so, you know, it's much broader than a, a, a Twitter. Uh, we have everything you do in YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Zoom and more, and we have a lot more coming. Um, I my background just you know is, is I was a civic leader. I've also been a exec, business executive and entrepreneur all my adult life, and I felt there was an opportunity to, to change social media. So much of social media is really, hey, look at me! I got this many followers. I got this many friends. Aren't I cool? And uh, it's also relegated to us going down a list and checking off like boxes, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's enough anymore. Um, it's also very fragmented, right? We do videos on YouTube, we do our groups in Facebook, and we do our discussions on Twitter. So I wanted to put it all in one place and use social media to empower the people, society, you know, to to be able to work together on issues that matter, whether that's what's happening in your children's school, what's happening in your community, or what's happening in Washington, D.C., or what's happening around the world. Uh, we as a society need to be able to have a place where we can come and discuss the issues in a meaningful way, not just in blurbs like Twitter does, right? It's 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 microblogging. That's that's what it is. So you just put out a blurb. I put out a blurb, but I might be might be intended for you, but it's four down from you. You know where you put out your comment. Yeah. So there's no real discussion. If you talk to your wife that way, you know you're married to it never work, right? It's, it's like throwing, throwing paper wads across the table at each other. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a you know I I I, I wanted to change social media completely. And I'm, I think that CloudHub is a more of a, some, a long-term solution, not a reaction. I think so many of the other platforms, like, you know, quite frankly, if, if President Trump was not removed from Twitter, he would still probably be on Twitter. Yeah. But he decided to create True Social because of that. But it's a reaction. And, uh, you know, what I've built is something that's a longer-term vision. It, as we move forward, we'll be building a private hub. You know, as I mentioned, you know, right now we just go down the list and check off boxes, but that's not socializing, you know, with our friends. If you think about socializing with our friends, it's what we did on Facebook 10 years ago where we actually shared pictures of our children or our trips or our, you know, life experiences and it felt private, right? That's when Facebook really grew a lot because that's what people really want to do. They yeah. want to be connected, but that's missing from social media. Even on the existing social media, Facebook now, you know, your timeline's full of ads. You don't even know who's on your timeline. I wouldn't dare share a picture of my kids on yeah. Facebook anymore. And and Instagram, you know, we're just really going down the boxes and checking the off. And, it, and quite frankly, the new ones, that's the same way, right? Um, yeah. What we really want is a virtual kitchen table where you can actually talk to your friends and family and have in-depth conversations with them and connect and talk about life and, and share your ideas um, in more depth. 
And so Cloud Hub will be building that. We're also building a faith hub where people can share their faith. They can access inspirational movies, books, music, um, watch different services, all faiths. Uh, there'll be an education hub where we're already talking to some people about building a, a virtual university. I think if, if COVID showed us anything, we don't necessarily need those buildings that are very expensive for college. <laughs> we can get a college education online. Um, they showed us that. Uh, there'll be also a civic hub where you can interact with your decision makers, the elected officials at the federal, state, local level. You can access resources, election information, participate in, in community and government meetings remotely. Um, there'll be a sports hub, a health hub, a finance hub, business hub, all the things that shape your life, right, in, in a meaningful way. Um, and that's what I think social media should do. You know, we, we should use social media to connect people, empower them, and, and then um, connect them to the things in life that matter most and, and change their life, their lives, society, and humanity for good. And that's that's my goal. So to, <clears throat> to kind of reverse a little bit, you said that, and I agree, uh, social media, you have to excuse me, I don't know why my stomach's grumbling. I hope it's not coming through the microphone. But uh, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we, we have all these things that have been fragmented, right? I mean, really it's 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 different ways of it's kind of your senses right you have the you have the quick image perception you have the video perception and then youtube's almost kind of like watching a video in a living room that's what's so great about the comment and i hate youtube i've been banned but i mean i'm not gonna lie i still use it every day you can scroll through the comment section twitter is a little more like uh screaming drunk at a bar everyone's just saying everything and no one's really it's not really a conversation like you said it's we're kind of all making our statements, but no one's actually reading the other statements. You're just making sure your statements heard. Um, and they are, they are all fragmented and that has benefits and it has drawbacks. Naming all the different hubs, clout hub, health hub, sports hub, faith hub. Is that all going to be under clout hub or is that also going to be, is that going to be a fragmentation? No, it's all under one platform. So you come to our platform and you can access all those different hubs, um, you know, and, and I call it the Home Depot effect. Uh, I don't go to a plumbing store anymore. I don't go to a lighting store anymore. Yeah. I don't go to a tool store anymore. I go to Home Depot. Yeah. And I think social media is ready for that convenience, right? Um, it's very convenient to have all your stuff in one place. I mean, we're trying to manage eight different platforms. Where did I post this? What, who, who responded on YouTube? Oh, I better check also Twitter, see if anybody responded there. You know, and and then I remember somebody was commented to something, but I don't know on which platform it was. Yeah. I mean, it just you know, it's 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 anti. I mean, that's how it started, right? Because technology was limited at the time when Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey were young. You know, just to even create YouTube was amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, even to create Facebook was amazing. But now the technology is such that we can put everything in one place. So we have channels. Every user of CloudHub, every member of CloudHub, has their own channel where they can post their videos, and it's free. Every every member can have groups, you know. Every member can attend events. We have events where uh, it's kind of like Clubhouse, but we pre- put the presenters on video, and I can get a hundred thousand people into an event, and they can watch the event. It can actually raise their hand. So if we had Robert Malone, let's say, on an event, you know, talking, uh, the audience could be up to a hundred thousand people. They could actually raise their hand, be called on verbally ask a question which Robert Malone would be able to hear and then Robert Malone would be able to answer the question and the whole audience hears it and then they go to the next person just like if you were in a physical location 
you know, how you line up for at a microphone. It's the same thing on CloudHub events. So we're starting to do a lot of events. Um, events could be just like that. It could be a Robert Malone interview or talk. I, I have several doctors, uh, Brian Artist and Thomas Renz are going to do an event together. But we, we just actually did a what's called Freedom Fight Night, which is a UFC fight. Um, and so we, we're doing that again in October. This will be our third time. So, you know, these events, things could be a concert. It could be Bob Dylan sitting on his couch, you know, and and 100,000 people or even, quite frankly, 10,000 people could come in, listen to him play. He can actually charge them to come in, okay, and then listen to him play. They could actually ask him questions, so maybe they'll pay a premium because it's kind of an intimate setting, right, instead of being in some coliseum or some, you know, arena. And, uh you know, if you got 10,000 people at $100 in a ticket, I mean, that's pretty good change. Yeah, that's and, right. And that's what people can do, you know, with our of events. So, you know, we're really a tool. We're taking social media and turn it into a, a life tool. So, yeah, it's not bad at all, $100 a person. Man, I'd, I'd love that. It's, how does it, <clears throat> how has your perception changed? It's like when I first started the podcast, I was, I was like, taking like a vietnam approach i was just like napalm like world war ii carpet bomb i was like everything flies and i got and you can go back the early episodes i mean they're they're embarrassing how much i i swear and i'm uh, and i'm just i terrible pauses ter- i don't know what I'm, it's echoing the whole thing's terrible but it's a growing process and this is episode 890 i only got 17 episodes in when all of a sudden i I came to a problem that I very quickly had to eat my own hat on. And it was, I had on, uh, I had on this kid who, uh, who had survived a school shooting in Colorado. And I think 2019, 2018, 2019. Um, and his friend, uh, I think it's named Kendrick Castillo. He died. There was, he was the only death because he tackled the shooter and the the kid, uh, Logan Shrewsbury, I think he's probably in college now. Um, he talked about it, and you know, it was very, it was intimate. He was actually very open about it, and seemed well adjusted. Point is, is like two or three episodes later, I don't remember. Um, I had on a guy, and we were chatting, and uh, he asked why I was late, much like you know, I was wrong with our scheduling yesterday. It's like you know. Just kind of like what what's up? Not not a huge story. Just what's up? Why are you late? And I was like, oh, I just had on this kid, and you know, blah blah blah. And he goes, oh man, you need to. He's like, you need to get me on there with him. And I was like, why? And he's like, you got to grill him, man. You know, he's a state actor, like CIA shill. And it very quickly went from just something that you'd normally write off, like you're an idiot, or it's just like a conversation you have in a frat house, just drinking on a Sunday morning, to like. Oh, I'm not going to put that online because I just talked to this kid and he's 17 years old and he's telling me about, yeah, it's, you know, you're hiding under your desk and you hear gunshots and you're like, okay, so this is the end. And it's like, he's telling the story in the same way that guys have interviewed who have been in combat in Iraq, tell stories of like, you know, when the enemy's flooding in and air support's not getting there and you start having these thoughts about, okay, I'm not going to see my mom again. And so very quickly, just 17, 18 episodes in, I hit this wall of like, well, now I'm censoring. I'm going, I'm not having you on. He didn't call for violence. He wasn't being racist. He wasn't calling for the bombing of the Capitol. 
He wasn't breaking any law. But yet, I was putting my thumb on the scale and saying, I'm not uploading this. You can't say this because, and for no other reason than I thought it was wildly offensive. That made me eat my hat, eat my shoe, whatever the saying is, very early because now I then had to extrapolate, okay, I'm 18 episodes in. I have 11 subscribers on YouTube and I'm already having this sort of like crisis of what is the moral, you know, ethical way to go about the First Amendment and what is wildly inappropriate. And also, what about my reputation? Do I want to be a guy? How am I going to eventually get on a a Robert Malone, a Jeff Brain, if if I'm having on someone that is 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 accusing a kid of being a school shooter? So a very roundabout way of saying what ways or what things have you noticed that now that you're the pilot or now that you're behind the reins yeah, and you go, oh, it's not all. It's very, very easy to say big tech censorship. They're Marxist. It's a technocratic dictator. And then all of a sudden you get in the driver's seat and you go, oh, oh, this isn't all black and white. You can't just go all free speech or nothing. So it's a great question. Very insightful question. So um, first of all, I'm I'm sorry I had to deal with that, but it's good that you dealt with it so early. Um, Now, let me explain moderation, whether you're a podcaster like you are or an owner of a platform like I am is one of the hardest things you're going to have to deal with. That's just the truth on social media or the internet. And and so when I was creating CloudHub, I reached out to some free speech attorneys and talked to them about what I envisioned was the right way to handle it. And these are people you would know. And, and they said, you know, Jeff, the issue is to be consistent and set your rules for what you're comfortable with. And, and then be consistent. The problem with Twitter and Facebook and the other platforms is they they hang their hat on community standards, but they're not really consistent. Um, what might be, get you banned won't get somebody else banned. So just whatever you do, be consistent in your policy. Okay. And, and so where CloudHub came down on this issue is we believe in free speech on issues. Okay. Um, you can talk about any issue you want on CloudHub. You can be completely 100% wrong as long as you're talking about the issue. When you start to talk about a person or a group of people and in a in a derogatory way, perhaps because of their religion or, or some other aspect of their life, that's when we start to get a little bit, you know, concerned because that's not that's not what the platform's for. We're a place where people can come and discuss issues and, and find common ground. So what we did is in our terms of service, we actually published about a thousand terms uh, that are mostly derogatory racial slurs or in some cases, very graphic sexual terms. And it's in our terms of service. We said, please do not use these terms on the CloudHub platform. So for instance, if somebody was to write a post and include the word, the N-word, when they go to post it, they would get a a a, pop-up that says, this is not appropriate for CloudHub. Uh, you need to edit it or change it because we don't want that kind of toxic communication or or activity on CloudHub. But it's consistent. It's consistent for everybody. It's the same thing for everybody. It's not like a, 
you know, for one person, they can say it, another person, they can't. It's, it's all in the technology. Um, we also don't like porn on our platform. Every image is, is viewed by artificial intelligence to make sure there's no porn. So um, we do not allow hate on the platform, but they're, you know, unlike the existing platforms, you know, uh, if you use somebody's wrong pronoun, that's hate, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not hate. But yeah. if you go after somebody's religion as a group, and and we can look at their posts and see they have a history of that, um, or or because of somebody's color of their skin, that's just not acceptable. And so we would have a we would reach out to the person and and say, hey, listen, it looks like you have a, an issue there, and that's not comfortable for Cloud Hub. That's not what we're about. We're about bringing people together, not not dividing them. So maybe we're not the right place for you. There are other places you can go. Um, and then if they don't change their behavior, then then we would ask them to leave or or make them leave, you know, shut down their account. Um, we also don't allow incitement to violence. Um, and again, there's clear, you know, there's real hate, you know, and you can decipher real hate. And much of what Facebook calls, you know, community standards is nonsense. We all know that. You get the labels put on your post, you know, just because you had an opinion. Yeah. And uh, so I think as long as you're consistent, and, and I think for your instance, you know, it's your show, and uh, that wasn't probably the purpose of that interview to begin with. It just happened to come about that way. Um, but you probably did the right thing for your situation. I don't think it's particularly censorship. I think it's just uh, for you, your your standard might be if, if somebody's going after somebody personally and it's going to hurt them. Uh, I mean, he doesn't know that individual. He can only have his own belief that it was a state actor or not. But he doesn't know the individual, and and so he he doesn't really have that right to come on your show and and make that statement unless he can absolutely prove it, um, and I I assume he he can't. And uh, so I think you you were right, you know. And listen, nobody's perfect. I mean, you might have been wrong, I might be wrong, but you just try and be as consistent in in your values as you can be. And I think you'll you'll you're in this for the long run. And uh, you wouldn't have an 890 show, perhaps, if you didn't make that hard decision. Another, that was a great answer. Another um, another crossroads I then came to was, um, it was the first time I interviewed Dr. Roger Hodkinson, a pathologist mm-hmm. from Canada. And we talked about COVID and it was really just, it was just whatever. It was like March or April of 2020 2020 i think so i mean the days are starting to run again no 2021 yeah they do run together 890 episodes um and you mentioned covid and i got a strike or or a warning from youtube and just being me just kind of you know f this did it again got another one got a third and then got the one week suspension and then got the two week suspension and then I came to this point where it was it was another sort of uh, practice what you preach. You know, I can sit here in my chair, you know, eating Cheetos, saying, "No, oh, this is how you should run a trillion dollar corporation." And it's like you're 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 an apartment wearing slippers. Like, who are you to dictate? It's me telling Tom Brady how to win a Super Bowl. Like, I can't even I can't throw a ball fifty feet. And so it was almost like God or the universe or the simulation or whatever you believe serving up another uh another practice what you preach it was me 
right? So a little bit about me. I turned down an acceptance to medical school in 2014. Uh, not soon after, I lost an older brother to suicide. And then for a couple of years, I kind of went down a spiral of just drugs and alcohol. Moved home to my parents' house in 2016, you know, 500 miles from where I went to college. Didn't have any friends. Did about four years of therapy, getting myself back on track, being sober, losing weight, and uh, all the while still trying to be my own boss, which was just absurd. And uh, multiple things, writing, video editing, Photoshop, taught myself all these things, did thousands of hours of it, all while working jobs I didn't want to. I mean, 28 and working at like an inflatable bouncy castle company. I mean, you kind of have these moments where you're like, man, five years ago, I had six pack abs and got into a medical school. And now I'm sitting here with a belly getting sunburned, moving an inflatable Mario. And, you know, you're like, life really is a result of your own choices. And then when the podcast finally started to, you know, I wouldn't say break free, but get some traction to where I could move out of my parents' house. This was, this wasn't just a passion project. This was a little fire that I was building in the woods and it's raining, you know, five years of not having friends of, of living with my parents, loving to death. But I mean, live with your parents between the ages of 25 and 30 and you'll go insane. And all the while, you know, questioning, man, I could be a white coat doctor right now and I'm a loser. And this thing finally starts working. And so it's not just, oh, your little passion project's working. And it's not even the the pat on the back that your ego likes where your work is validated by others. But man, this thing was, <laughs> this was starting to get me some US dollars that I could use to get an apartment with a door that locks, with lights that turn on, a refrigerator that keeps, you know, carbohydrates, proteins, fats, and water cold, which I need as a carbon-based life form. I mean, it was getting real. Rubber hits the road. It's this is where the magic's done. This is the alchemy. It went from an idea to, okay, now I can actually put gasoline in a tank. Like, okay, this is real. And then got served up these suspensions. And it was, well, how much do I really care about COVID? It's interesting. It's a pandemic, but no less interesting than the guy that walked on the moon. Okay, but what do I stand for? Do I stand for, I truly believe from freedom of speech, I don't know the answers about this, about this vaccine, about this pandemic, about its origins. I'm having on the most renowned physicians in, on the planet talking about this. I mean, I'm having on the head of bioweapon programs, not just the Soviet unions, but also the United States, Dr. Nass, Dr. Hatfield. And, you know, and they're all raising an eyebrow about this. And I'm going, hey, these aren't these aren't charlatans saying, you know, take this snake oil and you're going to survive. It's here. These guys with PowerPoints going through this stuff. I mean, the head of mRNA research at UCSF, Dr. Oddity Bargava, having on these people that are the the voices on the planet about this and they're getting censored. And I'm I'm not a smart guy, but I'm not an idiot. I know that there is a, you know, surprise corporations are corrupt and they do not all of them but i mean it's not a surprise that yeah they do go for money you know every doctor smokes lucky strikes hey what a surprise they were lying what about thalidomide in the 60s flipper babies hey what a surprise they were lying the purdue and sackler families were lying about opioid addiction why wouldn't it happen again now and so i came to this this crossroads where it wasn't just i'm retired i'm a millionaire and you know now i can take a stand and say you know what i'm gonna get banned from youtube i'm gonna die on this hill it was like oh wait 
I have to make this like moral ethical decision now and it's going to torpedo my tiny little company. But I meditated on it. I prayed on it and I thought, and I was like, if I don't stand for this now, you know, I can sit here and go, Joe Rogan should, should stand up to it. He's rich, but not me. I live above my parents' garage. No, you have to practice what you preach. So I had on Dr. McCullough, got banned, and that was all she wrote. Moved to Rumble, and it's actually been better. It was a very long-winded way of saying a second time it was served up. Now, what if I'm the CEO of Facebook? And, you know, maybe Mark Zuckerberg sits down with me and goes, I have 100,000 employees. I'm dealing with national and state governments and people call for violence and I have, I'm beholden to shareholders and I don't know if this vaccine is this, that, or the other thing either. And I have to pay these people with apartments and refrigerators. Man, I it came and stared at me in the face and I can proudly say I, I stood for what I believed in and it's actually worked out better. But I'll stop. I'll stop rambling and ranting. Is there other examples of that where you then start to see it not in an idyllic way, not in a college dorm room way of no one should fight and we should all sing kumbaya versus getting older and you go, oh, wow, there are limited resources in the world and there are armies and there are, you know, there are enemies. How has Clout Hub changed your mind on the financial aspects of things where, oh, this is real. There are directions you have to take it and. I took mine and I'm proud of it. But at the time I was utterly terrified because it torpedoed my fledgling company. And I know that was like a 15 minute ramp, but your thoughts on any of that? Well, first of all, we live in extraordinary times, right? But the, the decision that you were faced with YouTube and, and your consciousness, um, you know, is, is, is an extraordinary fork in the road that most people, fortunately, in this country have not had to deal with. People in other countries have had to deal with that. You know, there's parts of the world where you, you're asked what your faith is, and if you say what your faith is, you might get shot and killed or hung or, you know. Um, fortunately, in America, that's not the case. They may not agree with your faith, but they were not going to take you around back and shoot you. Um, I commend you on your choice, though, and I'll, I'll explain why. You know, yeah, they're the big billionaire guys, and, and I don't necessarily agree with your analogy, you know. Um, they're wrong. Whether they're a billionaire company or otherwise, they're wrong for what they did to you. And uh, in the moment, it's completely unfair. It's not right to you, not right to your income. We've seen it happen, though, for many people. Stephen Crowder was demonetized. Mm -hmm. YouTube for simple statements that they didn't agree with and not many other people have been demonetized from YouTube because of that shame is on them not you and uh it's 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 good that there's alternatives like rumble to come and and by the way I'd like to invite you to have your channel on cloud up I think you'll you'll actually like our technology it's a quite a bit I think superior and most people think so you won't that. have to have multiple RTMP codes every day when you go record. Um, Beautiful. Uh, once you put it in, it's there, and you can go live from your phone. And our encoding and processing is about 10 times faster than theirs, which is another issue when you upload your videos. Shots you know, fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, but uh, 
but you made the right decision. And and here's the why, because quite frankly, you're you're taking dirty money if 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 you stay there and give up your your principles. And that's what I don't understand from people. Um, at first, they were not alternatives, but now there are alternatives, and they're good alternatives. And some of them are, in fact, even better alternatives. Um, and and so, why do people stay on these other platforms when they know they're dealing with the devil? When they know these people are are controlling their free spirit, their free will, they have to think about what they're going to say before they say it. I mean, I watch so many podcasters oh, where yeah. they they use code word instead oh, yeah. of code, they have a code word. Oh yeah, you know. Are are instead of instead of the vaccine, they use a code word. It's like, is oh, that I really that. how you want to live? I hate that so much. Right? You know. So, you know, I think you you made the right choice and and let it live where it lives. I mean, look at their stock. They're all their stocks are dropping. Right? Facebook stock is about half of what it was because people have in an eight an eight. Uh, desire for freedom. And when somebody clamps the door on them or says they can't say something inside you, you probably sit there and go, yeah, well, I'll say it three times now, you know, um, but you know, you couldn't, but you can't self-censor yourself. Yeah. And uh, I would encourage more people to move off of those platforms and, and show them that we won't be. Now in CloudHub, you know, we're all about doing. Um, we helped the Canadian truckers in, in January and February to organize and raise money we we're helping the dutch farmers now um we we've now reached out and are working with the australians who are under a terrible attack on their freedoms australia we always looked at as a free country yeah. i will tell you since they gave up their guns in 2016 which you know now they 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 are in a very bad way but we're forming what we call the global freedom network and because it's not just a Dutch issue. It's not just a Canadian issue. It's not just an Australia issue or Brazilian issue or Italian issue or American issue. We're all in this together. Freedom is under attack in every country. And so we're all Dutch. We're all Canadian. We're all Australian. And that's how we have to behave. So we're forming this uh, global freedom network on CloudHub, which is basically just a communication tree around the world. And uh, within the United States, we're doing it by state and uh, by county. And we are creating, you know, when when our, our moms at school had a telephone tree and one mom would call three people and each of those would call three people and each of those would go, that's what we're building. Yeah. Old-fashioned telephone tree, but we're using, of course, modern technology to do it. But we are up against a media that we can't trust. We're up against social media like YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and others that you can't trust. And you're up against a government that's in power that perhaps... Is, is not, um, you know, you can't trust. And uh, with your best interest, or at least our future of our country. So we as people have to be able to organize. And it starts with what you did. It starts with making a stand. At some point, you draw your line in the sand and say, sorry, I'm not going to couch what I say to, to appease you. I mean, what would they have done in the 70s when people came forward and say, I think there's a link between cigarette smoke and cancer? Would YouTube have taken those videos down in favor of big tobacco? Because they're certainly taking you down in favor of big pharma. Yeah. So they probably would have. Would they have told Martin Luther King group that they got to get off their social media platform because they're they're yeah. you know calling for a bus boycott? 
when we called for boycotts for the uh, business, you know, the closing down the businesses, right? When we protested, when when Stand Up Michigan with 350,000 people objected to what, you know, the governor of Michigan was doing and wanted to open up the businesses, Facebook, gone. Your group's gone. And that's how I got to know the Canadian truckers because they had 650,000 people in a group on Facebook and you're gone. In, a, in an instant. Um, and, and that's, you know, so I think you made the right decision. I think you you will be able to look forward. I mean, we're already seeing the impact, right? There's a joke. What's the difference between, you know, a conspiracy theory and and, and truth six that, months? That's right? six months. <laughs> yeah. and, and so we're seeing that now. I mean, I can tell you there's a group of doctors internationally that are working on coming out with their own declaration of a medical emergency not monkeypox or five people in the world have died. It's that's ridiculous. It's they believe it's, you know, I'm probably going to get you banned from some other platform, but they believe it's the COVID shots that, oh, yeah. you know, and they're, they're claiming there's a, a not international medical emergency, which is the effects of COVID shots and the impact it's having on people. And and that's not being talked about enough. And and they're putting out, I've, I've read the statement because they're using cloud hub, um, because Cloud Hub is a great place to organize, and then you have the events feature where you can communicate to tons of people. Uh, so, you know, I think you made the right choice. Good for you. Well, thank you. And um, <clears throat> on a side note, yeah, man, when when I see grown men using code words on YouTube, when I see, I mean, an, an, all right, devil's advocate or being fair, who am I to criticize these guys that have built up multi-million subscriber YouTube channels? Again, it's me criticizing Tom Brady, but I'll do it anyway. When I see a a, a Tim Pool, you know, jumping down uh, an interviewee's throat, and they'll be like, you know, in the 2020 election, he'll be like, hey, 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 no, no, no. But then they do this whole thing where, we're the freedom fighters. We are the Minutemen. It's 1776, 1776 again. And then someone's like, yeah, it was kind of weird how in like the bellwether counties and he'll be like, cut it out. Stop it. You can almost hear his like voice like raise an octave. It's it's very symbolic of losing his manhood. And I give credit to Crowder. Crowder just burned it down and went to rumble. And, you know, I, I've never been a huge fan of not not that I dislike him. I just never really I don't I never actually watched him until election night 2020. Just I mean, I've also never seen. Uh, any of the matrix movies i kind of just live under a social rock but he burned it down a lot of people don't like alex jones uh i got to meet him over new year's eve thought he was the nicest guy in the world he said some things that i don't agree with i mean really relevant to the earlier episode that i that i removed the guest for but there are people that stand by it and then there you know i almost and I, i'm using this loosely I almost prefer the the naked face of 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 technocratic Marxism and the raw pursuit of power because you see what it is and you're like oh, they they hate you that uh, they they want you dead they want your way of life gone and they want you in gulags because the state knows best and they're true believers which is even worse. There's almost something worse about about. A, a channel that's calling out the libs for what they're doing. And then they use a code word for the vaccine or for the election. 
that is something that just on a personal level, I, 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 it, it puts a bad, it looked like the firefighters at Chernobyl, it puts a bad taste in my mouth. It's like, do you, do you taste metal? It's like, a, I just taste like, a, like a snake in the grass, but I just had to get that out of the way. Do you see it as something? It's almost a, a beautiful karma lesson to where you're, we're being faced with, do you practice what you preach? And I know I'm sort of rehashing that, but it's like that, it's like that image of uh, all the, the new like Wehrmacht conscripts from like 1939 and they're all doing the sick aisle. And then there's one guy with his arms crossed. It's a great photo. And you know, it's like, be that guy. I remember first seeing that image in like high school and like, 2006 and i was always like that's hardcore like that's the way to go and not saying that's what we are because i don't want to compare uh ourselves to you know individuals that stormed the beaches of normandy or okinawa but we are kind of being served up with that you know it's like being at a bar and be like you want to take this outside and the guy's like yeah and you're like oh shit (laughs) he called my bluff like you know i bet you won't ask that girl out and you're like yeah i bet i will and she's like yeah when would you like and you're like "Uh, uh, but we are sort of being called out and it's like where do you stand well we are i don't know you know i guess you could say you're being called out but i think that listen there's no question about it our way of life is under attack our freedom's under attack and i think that um we you know we have a choice to make you had a choice to make. Your life could have been easier had you chose not to, you know, upset YouTube for a while. But eventually your life would have been really hard if, if that path continued, right? And and certainly your the life of your children will be much harder than yours and the life of your grandchildren will be in, in to be enslaved, basically. But if if you if you went along with that, because if we all go along with that, where we're allowing somebody to silence us, then then uh we're we're going to lose our freedoms. You're, you you have a president right now that signed an executive order to do away with cash uh, by December, right? Um, and uh, put all, put us all on digital, uh, you know, monetization. You realize that that's that's the single biggest attack on freedom. Because the minute they do that, they can know everything you're doing, and they can decide that you didn't behave. So you they're taking your your Anyway, we we saw in China that you had tanks parked in front of banks. Yeah, and it's no longer your your deposit; it's our investment. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but listen, we are in a battle. Uh, it's it's a, a battle of a narrative um, in the United States, and and hopefully it stays just a battle of a narrative. Um, we, but we're winning. I believe firmly that our side is winning. You see, Anthony Fauci just announced he's resigning. He's resigning in November or December because he's know what's coming in January. There's going to be a change, at least in Congress, um, and he'll have to answer. And he wants his he wants his pension before somebody takes it away from him. But the guy has a lot to answer for. Many people think he's he's you know engaged in crimes against humanity. And the I mean, I can go into a lot of detail of stuff I know. You know, with Rindesivir and such, which oh, you know, two studies that both those studies, Rindesivir was pulled from the studies because it was killing so many people. Yet he, he, nobody else, he mandated that that be the course of uh, medication or treatment in the hospitals. And what Rindesivir does is it it makes your kidneys fail, 
And what happens when your kidneys fail? Your lungs fill with water. And what do they do? Oh, they put you on a respirator. Well, what do you, you know, and then then 80% of people were put on respirators, you know, pass away. Um, why did he, what, he's never been made to ask, answer for that. How did you not know that that's those two studies that you referred to as recommending or mandating remdesivir? I mean, he either had to be an idiot or, I mean, but those two studies took remdesivir out of it because it was causing people's organs to fail. Yet that's still to this day, the mandated treatment in hospital. Um, anyway, so, you know, you're seeing people step back and also look at just even the elections. I mean, Trump last night, you know, won 40 to nothing, his candidates. Um, his candidates overall are 192 to 11, you know, winning. I think people are, you know, our side is winning. I think there's absolutely no question about it. But listen, it's not going to be easy. You, they're going to pull out all the stops. We may at one point see a you know a bunch of black suburbans pull up to Mar-a-Lago and, and try and arrest the president. We saw, uh, you know, prelude to that two weeks ago. Um, we're in a very tough time in our country, and, and we all have to stand up on principle. And it's not for us necessary, although it will benefit us, and it but it'll make it hard for us. I mean, it's listen. Building a social media platform like I'm doing and going against the grain, it's not easy, you know? And I know lots of people who are in your positions who've had their credit cards taken down, their bank accounts closed because they speak out um, and they can't, you know, they're having trouble function, right? And then you see, again, the president doing away with cash. Well, what are these guys going to do? They can't get credit cards. They can't get anything. Um, so we have to make the decision to fight. You know, and win the win, and we win at the ballot box, and we win it, you know, in messaging. So, again, you know, that's why we created the Global Freedom Network is a communication tree to have direct communication to people. Um, Robert Malone could get his message out directly to the people. He doesn't have, he doesn't have to depend on CNN or Fox or anybody else. He can go directly to the people through our network, and so can other people. And there is right now like you said and hopefully it stays a narrative battle like we're at this we're at the an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure phase or i guess you could say you're always at that phase we're at we're at uh maintain the car you know don't drive over the potholes you know if you chip the windshield you know fix it up before it rattles and you know spiders out exercise cut out the mcdonald's to turn back the drinking, make an effort to, oh my God, take a multivitamin and some fish oil every day. Just a little, or if you're fluorescent pale like me, put on sunblock when you go outside. Because the results are so much worse of buying a new car. Of, oh, now you're not just a little chubby. Now you have an obesity-related disease. Now your insulin is is permanently screwed. Right now we're at this point and I've said this before, and I, you know, it's, I think back to like my, my grandfather couldn't fight because he had a, a bunch of, I guess, health issues, wasn't allowed to, but his brother was 18 on Omaha beach, survived and went to work for the government for like 50 years, passed away like 10 years ago. I think about that. And then I think about someone like my uncle who was drafted into Vietnam, terrible, scarred for life from it, you know, really 
messed up his life until his death. I think about how easy it is for us. We're not, the landing ships aren't dropping us off and it's, you know, saving Private Ryan. 10 seconds and the bullets are, you know, the door opens and dink right in the head. It's not that. It's not going into the, the, the holes in Okinawa and Iwo Jima with flamethrowers. It's not flying over Tokyo and firebombing hundreds of thousands of civilians because it's them or it's you. It's not my dad's dad who was 18, I believe 18, cannon fodder being staged for the mainland invasion of Japan. And thank God we nuked them because I wouldn't be here. And it's also not, now those are horrific things, but you're going up against the Nazis and the people responsible for Pearl Harbor. Okay. The, the cut is at least the fight is at least clear cut vicious and certain death, but it's clear cut Vietnam. Now you're there either drafted or, you know, enlisted. And you're, why am I sleeping in this, like, bag hanging from a tree 8,000 miles from home? We're doing what? We're fighting these these farmers who have sandals and old AKs? It's not even, you know, the friends I have from, you know, from grunts to Delta Force, Spec Ops, you know, Tier 1, Tip of the Spear guys, and in Afghanistan and Iraq, who, you know, after 10 years, they start to go, what are we doing? We're doing what? For for why? What does this town in Iraq have to do with the South Tower of the World Trade Center? So on one hand, you have a vicious fight that is at least justified. Certain death, but it's justified. And then on the other hand, you have a vicious fight, not as lethal, not to make light of the 57,000 dead in Vietnam. But you can't even really get behind it. What is our fight right now? We have to social ostracization, being an outcast. I've lost a ton of friends through this podcast because they think I'm a Nazi or an anti-vaxxer. All right. Getting banned from YouTube. Oh, no. And what is the fight? Is it some obscure Vietnam containment theory, which I am an an adamant anti-commie, but no, it's free speech I've tried to get Anthony Fauci on my podcast he wouldn't come on his secretary said no I was like I would love to have you come on and get, and get give me your and I won't attack you tell me your side of the story tell me why Robert Malone's wrong I've tried to have people come on to go against the people the ex-CIA analysts who talk about election fraud they won't come on I want them the fight I'm for is for people to come on here and disagree with me come on here and tell me why Jeff Brain is wrong. Tell me why I'm a Nazi. I'll hear you out. You know, if you call for violence, no, you can't do that. But the point of all of this is it's such a clear-cut fight. It's not some obscure military-industrial complex endless war. It's a clear-cut, hey, Nazis, they're incinerating people. They got to go. Yeah, so... You raise a good point. First of all, I want to I want to address one thing. You said you know we, our life is very easy, and I saw something recently where they talked about imagine if you were born in nineteen hundred, yeah, at two thousand. You know, it it, it two thousand and thirteen. You had a I think it was two thousand thirteen, right? Um, you had the uh, the uh, stock market crash, right? Two thousand eight, right? And then uh, you had the nineteen oh eight. Spanish flu, right? Yeah. 
So, and then, then you have world war. I mean, you're, you're only like, you know, you're, you're eight years old. You have, uh, you know, the Spanish flu, you see how many millions of people die. Then, then come more years you have, you have the, you live, you're now maybe 14 and you have this worldwide, you know, crash of the economy. Then a couple more years, six more years, you have world war one, right? Okay. Then you get out of that. A couple more years, you have world war two. I mean, can you imagine that life? Yeah. By the time you're 50, you've lived through two world <laughs> wars. You've Great Depression, Spanish flu. The Spanish flu that wiped Dust out Bowl. a lot of people. You know? So our life perhaps was rather comfortable compared to that. And maybe that's why, you know, our, our the younger generation doesn't appreciate, I mean, that people fought and died to make sure we were free. Now, you're, you're right. There's the, there's this thing about, you know, slow boiling the frog, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason this is not a clear fight is because they have slow boiled the frog. It's been a, a slow erosion of our freedoms. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, look at only a couple of years ago, when I started CloudHub, they denied there was even such a thing as as um, shadow banning. Oh, right? yeah. Twitter insisted there's no such thing as shadow yeah. banning. You know, now of course they're way beyond that. They they yeah. they kicked off the president of the United States yeah. off the platform, right? While yeah. he was still president. Yeah. Right. They kicked him off the platform, right? And so, you know, now and you're seeing other people, General Flynn, Mike Lindell, just to, down the line of all these people has been censored. I mean, so it's not even a secret anymore or or clandestine. We just all realize it. It's how we manage it or deal with it. Um but you're also now seeing them walk into the president's house with the FBI or or you see them show up in force for Simone Gold's, you know, speaking in the Capitol on January 6th. Not didn't break a thing, didn't burn anything, didn't hurt anybody. Just she thought she was supposed to go in and speak because that's what she just thought. And they busted down her door, a bunch of FBI guys and, and put, you know, the red dots on her body just to to mess with her. But they did that with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, Roger Stone. They had what 20, 20 some people uh, agents show up at his house, but yet you got other, you know. So we're starting to see that. Wait a minute, no, this is real. There, yeah. you know, slow boil is, 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 is boiling now. It's simmering. And it, yeah, yeah, it's it's beyond simmering now. Yeah. Okay. So, but we are in in a in that battle of the narrative, and and I think that, um, you know, in the United States. We have been slow to react to it. Other countries have not been slow to react to it. You watch, you know, the media and the international media, there's major protests happening all around the world. Mm-hmm. And in the United States, we're like, oh, it's okay. You know? Yeah. All good. You know, yeah. we have an election coming up. But in other countries, uh, you know, look at Sri Lanka. You know, mm-hmm. they throw out their government. I mean, so... Um, it, it, and 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 like you said, I, I I do believe it'll stay a a battle of the narrative. I think we're winning that battle of the narrative, um, and that's why they're, you know, they're scared and they're they're getting desperate. And uh, but I think in the end, I think you're going to see. And and I've talked about this. And when I go around and speak, I think they've overreached. You know, they, you know, it's like the United States. We don't do battle. We, we always try not to have war on multiple fronts, right? Because that's hard. Yeah. When you're the other side, you have to be mindful of how many fights you picked. Yeah. You just got a lot of people out of work. 
because they didn't take the, the vaccine, right? So now you now you got the nurses upset with you. You got the doctors upset with you. You got the airline pilots upset with you. You got lots of people upset with you. And then you come along and, and do some other stuff, you know, to us. And then you, you're pissing off more people. And and so suddenly everybody's pissed at them, right? Yeah. Like you picked off too many, too many fronts to fight. And and I think that's why they're gonna lose. I think you're gonna see the biggest in in international push for individual freedom that we've ever seen in history. Mm-hmm. Already coming. Uh, and I I talked to the leaders in Australia, I talked to the leaders in Holland, I talked to the leaders around the world who are fighting for freedom in their countries and what they're dealing with. And you know, when you talk about the Holland farmers, most people don't even know what that's really about. Yeah. The, it's not about the farms. Yeah. It's not, I mean, the government is taking, is forcing them to reduce their um, livestock uh, because of climate control. But what's really happening is the government, if you look at how Holland is placed or located in Europe, it's a perfect place for a big central city. They want to turn Holland into what they call the tri-state city. They already got the maps for it. They want those farmers out because they want that land. That's what it's really about. The farmers know it. And uh, they, like I said, they already got the maps for the where the city, how the city's going to be laid out. And uh, they just got to get rid of the farmers. The farmers are in the way. Well, these farmers have been there for hundreds of years. Their ancestors farmed their land, and sixty-four percent of Holland is farmland, and the second biggest exporter of agricultural products other than the United States. So, you know, no, no farmers, no food, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, the censorship's one thing where you lose your YouTube account. Oh no. And then, all right, whatever. When it's a central currency and now all of a sudden you can't buy anything, but that only goes so far. And, you know, ultimately you come to the, the realization that you know money is not real it's fiat currency and then you go down the 1913 federal reserve rabbit hole but then you start to come to these like truths where you're like all right well you know i need food water and shelter and now they're going after the now they're going after the immutable truths not money not language not these human creations but grain protein clean water they're going after the they want you by the neck. And and I know we've been going for close to an hour, so we'll wrap it up in a couple minutes. But for me, I think the overarching kind of thing to remember is that, I mean, it's that old edgy poster, right? But the revolution will not be televised. There's, when you, you really got to unpack that and understand the implications of that. They never, I think it was the Revolutionary War where, we would be in these forts, the, you know, the, the, the colonists. And it was our like protocol that every 15 men, we would have a flag or something. It was just a way that we could like sort our guys. And the, and the British came to understand that. And I could be completely butchering which war it was, but point is bad guy, good guy, whatever. At one point they were getting surrounded and they knew that, Oh, we're done for, we're screwed. But, what they did was they you have a flag for every 15 men but the you know the men would never stick their heads over the parapet or whatever but you knew they were there so they're just you know like kind of like hey hold my beer like let's just put up a ton of flags <laughs> and like well the british came and they saw the flags and turned away there's the other story of you know an ancient wherever 
where they knew they couldn't defend against the incoming army. So instead, the like the the president or chief or whatever opened the gates to the city walls and then stood or sat on the arch overhead and just played a flute. And when the army came and saw there was no resistance and no one around and the guy was just playing a flute, they were like, these guys are about to toast us. And they left, but they had, they could have demolished them. Psychological warfare is so much more, aside from a thermonuclear bomb, is so much more powerful than I think any of us understand. Even someone that does the podcast and watches all the numbers, even that someone that started their own social media company. When you think you're alone, that has direct actions on how you act in the real world. Just like we see self-censorship. Am I really going to hit send? Do I want to be booted off this? Do I want my friends to think I'm a far-right conspiracy theorist? It has real effects. So when you're online and they control what you see, you don't know if 10,000 people liked your post. You don't see someone that says, I love the Inflation Reduction Act and it's got 900,000 retweets. Is that 900,000 people? Is that 895,000 bots? You don't know that. And then when you say, hey, I think this is kind of bad and you get two likes, you don't know if that was just two people. You don't know if 10,000 people liked it. They want you to think you're alone. They want you to think that they are a monolith with all all the all-seeing eye, all powerful. That is not the case. There the censor it's the the quote, the propaganda wouldn't be necessary if the situation was hopeless. So to anyone listening, it's you're not alone. They want you to think you're alone. So your little act of, well, I'm gonna get banned from Facebook and I'm gonna go join CloudHub or Rumble or whatever, it's not futile. I know it sounds futile and it sounds like I'm just a, a shitty motivational speaker in a strip mall. But no, really, it your actions have massive effects on this. They wouldn't go so far out of the way if it didn't. So keep pushing. You are not alone. Our numbers, like you said, I think we truly are winning. They're just never, the Nazis never said, uh-oh, Soviets are coming in, it's over. Up until the day before Hitler died, they were issuing the Nero decree. They were getting eighth graders to go out and, and guard the chancellery building. And then when the Soviets finally demolished them with all the artillery and years later, we know that they were crumbling years before then. But up until the last moment, they put on a strong face. You have to just keep pushing because they're never going to broadcast that they're weakening. So do the part. Get banned. Be thankful you don't have to storm Normandy. Instead, you just have to, I don't know retweet yeah re, or, or retweet retweet governor DeSantis. like that is your act and even if you don't agree with them you should agree with the the human principle of freedom of expression and not having governmental reach and i'm kind of running in circles now but that's my it's a it's a good point i mean um you know it it's everybody has to step up they really do they have yeah. to do it. And, and and we have to find ways to demonstrate that we are the majority and ignore what we hear from the mainstream media and ignore what we hear from politicians and, and such. And, uh, you know, just trust what you feel inside. And, you know, when you, when you made that choice to, you know, not start censoring yourself, you, you had to trust your own intuition, you know, and uh, you did it. And, and now you, you're on show 890, you know, yeah. so 
Yeah. And life's not, life is good. My life is much better than if you didn't do that and you had to look yourself in the mirror someday and go, shit, you know, what did I, I do? Oh, I couldn't. I, 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 I've, I couldn't. That's the other thing is part of me is like, I know I did the right thing. The other part of me is like, who are you kidding? Like I could, I, I would have shut the podcast down because I just would have looked myself in the mirror and been like, what are you? Like, what are you? Like at that point, I would just start reviewing iPhones and having clickbait thumbnails. And yeah, I don't well, know. <laughs> you know, the, the thing is people say all the time is, um, you know, when your children ask you, what did you do during this period of time? What are you going to tell them? Well, it was uh, well, it was widely considered racist if you retweeted the president. You don't want your kid to look at you and be like, "Is that why I have like this like microchip in my spine and we're working in Gulag thirty four B because Dad didn't have the balls to retweet?" Come on now. Well, Come you know, on. and you were not far from that. The person who referred you to me, Bobby, yeah. she she's the one that stopped the concentration camps in New York. Oh yeah, and setting up the Gulags. Yeah, they haven't built already. They just. And they were already start sending people yeah. there, and, mm-hmm. and because of and I've known Bobby for probably over a year, you know, and uh, we got introduced by somebody else who's a freedom fighter, and and uh, but Bobby, as a just a normal citizen, stepped up and sued the state of New York and and won in the Supreme Court to block the use of those COVID camps. And I have to tell you, I, you know, Monica Schmidt. Is, is the head of Reignite Freedom in Australia. That's the premier group fighting for freedom. Monica Schmidt, just a normal woman. She didn't want this. this. She didn't ask for this. They came to her and said, you need to stop talking about COVID and the vaccine. Okay? She said, no, I won't do that. And they put her in jail. Solitary confinement for 22 days. Simply because she wouldn't stop being willing to talk about COVID and the risks of the vaccine. Uh, Finally, the Supreme Court of Australia let her out, Um, but she's still under under attack. But she's a normal, if you met her, sweet, you know, petite lady, um, looks like your neighbor. You know, she wasn't raised to go to Harvard or, you know, anything like that. She's just a normal person stepped up. And you look at the Canadians, the truckers, the one thing I was most amazed about the Canadian truckers when I worked with them in January and February is they were just a bunch of people that yeah. just got together and they didn't even know each other at first. They yeah. just all showed up in Ottawa with their trucks and followed each other into the city, right? And then they got to know each other. I mean, and it's amazing what ordinary people, and I, I still talk to them. I, I spent two hours on the phone with them last night. We, we're still working together and... uh but they're just ordinary people who decided enough is enough and, and work together. They had some of them had their bank accounts frozen, some of them lost mm-hmm. their jobs, but they're still at it. And then you look at the farmers, you know, most of those farmers can't speak English, you know. Um, they're scared. Their livelihood, that's all they know. They it's not like they're gonna go build a computer tomorrow. They only know how to farm. Their children know how to farm. They don't have alternatives. Like like maybe some of us do, you know, okay, so cloud up didn't work. I, I go get another job, right. You know, or do something else, but they, they know how to farm and they're very good at it and they love doing it. And, uh, we're just regular guys, but boy, um, I could show you video. They send me videos every day of what they're doing. Um, I could tell you the story. Here's a story. So when you go to one of their meetings, 
you go to a, an address that you've been given, and there'll be a little guy sitting there who collects your phone, okay? And then he gives you a slip of paper, tells you where the real meeting is, because he holds on to all the phones because that's how the government's tracking who's going to the meetings and where the meetings are. Police will show up at him at his farm and want to look for where all these these you know farmers are because they got all the phones, all the phones. <laughs> and all he's got his cows there, right? Yeah. But that's what they have to do. That's what they have to do to be able to meet so that they can meet. You can imagine that in this day and age. That's what they have to do in Holland, a free country, a country that's always been considered free. Uh, that's what they have to do today in order to be able to meet, is, is play that game where they have to, everyone has to go to a destination, hand in their phone so that the police don't know where they're really meeting. And the police do end up showing up mm -hmm. and they're going to bust everybody. And it's just one guy with a bunch of phones. So. And when you realize they're doing that, you realize how deadly serious these people are at destroying you when we're well, already at, here. I mean, I, you know, look at Elon Musk, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Elon Musk, everyone loves Elon Musk. I mean, I mean, I guess maybe not everybody, right? but nobody loves everybody anyway. Yeah. Um, Elon Musk, you'd think he'd be the hero of the other side. He's, he's you know, solving he, energy yeah. issues. Yeah. Solving space issues. Getting us off the planet. It, yeah, robotics. You know, it's, it, oh, yeah. He's a, he's a winner, right? He wants to return free speech to Twitter. Oh, my goodness. How how could you want to do that? Let's take your stock down. Bill Gates spent $100 million to try and undermine him. Yeah. Reputation. Bill Gates put $500 million uh, against he's short Tesla. Short his stock. I mean, he's supposed to be a, a climate change guy. And he, uh -huh. he, the, the biggest electronic car company, he, he, he shorts his stock to drive his stock down. I mean, it just shows where they're really at, you know. And uh, and listen, if they'll do that to Elon Musk, what will they do to the average person? I mean, that just shows how 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 real the battle. You know, they could sit there and say, "Oh, there's no such thing as censorship on Twitter or Facebook." That shows how real the battle is. You know, ban the sitting president. How dare you try and get people back their speech? Yeah, ban Trump. Uh, yeah, Elon Musk. The the yeah getting us off gas, talking about climate change, right? He's the meme lord. He's on Rogan smoking pod, wants to make us a multi-planetary species, you know, you know, the rocket ships made by humans on earth, you know, it's just the, it's, it is, he's a guy that takes the idyllic dorm room dream and is making it real. He is Iron Man. And then he comes out and goes, I think, you know, I think that, uh, however he talks, that it is a fundamental right that, uh, that, uh, that everyone should speak. Hitler, take him away, Nazi, capitalist piece of shit. And you're like, dude, look how quickly they they turn into scorpions and attack anyone that goes against them. You have to be cognizant of that. And it's kind of like one more thought is uh, they did this study like 10 years ago, I think in Japan, where they wanted to test like the innate intelligence of, of like fungi in the idea that, you know, there's no intelligence behind evolution. It's just a, a sharpening of the spear through trillions of generations of trial and error. And that's, you know, that's how you get the giraffe with the long neck or whatever. And it's, they took this, uh, you know, agar, A-G-A-R, the, the microbiology, the, the substrate that you do your microbiology tests on, you know, you swab your finger and put it on there and see whatever grows. 
and they uh they made like agar in the they used different concentrations they made the shape of the united states and they did different concentrations based on population so it was more dense in like manhattan la chicago less dense in rural areas and then they put the they put the mushrooms on there the fungi and they created a more energy efficient network than than like the eisenhower interstate systems and our rail lines because ours was a top-down centralized thing and this was a natural it was just energy efficient it was governed by thermodynamics and then that's what they used to actually like lay out the subway in like tokyo because they had their plans and then they so they used the agar and the and they're like oh wow this way is actually quicker the point of me saying that is is since i met bobby about i don't know mid early 2020 when i first had her on the number of people just through her and through other people who are yeah i got banned too like the fact that like i've become good friends with dr malone and dr mccullough like this natural thing has grown and instead of fungi on on agar it's it's the natural flow of individual nodes of consciousness mm-hmm. moving towards basic freedoms and liberties and hey uh, agree to disagree leave me alone i'll leave you alone and we should all be free to what say what we want to say it grows there is a network that grows organically yeah. so more highly efficiently than a top-down suppression control and to that's me that's that's beautiful uh, let me ask you a question sure so where does this go so does does the other side at one point you know there's i don't know how it is for you but there's families where the children aren't talking to the parents mm-hmm. because they support you know the doctors or you know think the covid was a hoax uh there's brothers and sisters that won't talk because they disagree do you think we ever get to a point where it's like you guys were right what were we thinking you know oh what were we thinking oh my gosh you guys were right the uh pandemic was fake you know uh the election was stolen i mean you think there's ever going to be a a place where people come to and say okay you know no wow wow just uh so what do you think it could go it could go kinetic and that you know all the special forces guys have interviewed it's a bad sign when they've all like sold their property and moved out to like rural areas and farming their own stuff now and and you know site you know adjusting the sites on their guns and finding fresh water that's never a good sign they're also trained to think that way i get it I am not willing to say that it's hopeless. One, for my own, I'm not going to get out of bed if I think it's hopeless and be blackpilled. I think that when we realize, when one side realizes that they have been lied to and the other side doesn't sit there with their nose up and say, told you so. I think if we still have sore losers if i sit here in a year and go told you i told you you were wrong your basic human just your own ego is going to be like 
you're just not you're not going to want to agree with it simply because I don't want to admit my little brother's right just because he's my little brother. I'm 32 and I'd still be like, screw you, right? Just because, screw you, that's why. I think, so how do you get around that? I think when and if it gets exposed that it's not mom and dad versus each other. It's not left versus right, but that there is a, it's not an elite group. It's a parasitic class and a, a film of oil on top of a freshwater pond that they have been screwing us. I think that will allow the floodgates to open for people to say, I was wrong. And for other people to say, no, you weren't, you were lied to. Yeah. It will allow, they want us at each other's throats saying, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. You're an anti-vaxxer. You're... I think if we can get to a point where we can shine light and go, no, 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 there is the guy behind the curtain pulling the strings and he wants us at each other's throats, then you're willing to drop your ego and go, go to your little brother and go, hey, I was wrong. And instead of gloating, he goes, nah, man, we were both being lied to. Like, whatever, let's put it behind us. When we realize that and that all we really want are safe places to live, to raise kids, to laugh on the weekends, to have a beer and watch some TV or whatever, and we don't want some insane globalist control and eradication of rights and just raping of what it means to be human, I think if we reach that point, it will it will beautifully unravel itself. I could also be a doe-eyed optimist who will get shot in the face by the FBI tomorrow. I'm not sure, but I I have rediscovered faith in the last year or so after 10 years of being an atheist. I I do believe in inherent good. I've despite losing a brother to suicide, I've seen so many silver linings from it when I started looking for them. When I when I hid away from it, and tried to drown out the feelings with pills and alcohol and hatred and blame, that is indeed the world I found. And not to sound like a new age hippie, but when I started looking for the love and looking for the forgiveness and bearing the responsibility, that universe, I know I'm going full new age, manifested itself around me. I found people that instead of saying, yeah, you were an asshole, they went, yeah, you know what, man, I... I don't know what it's like to lose your brother. So, you know, maybe I would have done that too. And then all of a sudden you're like, I thought I was never going to talk to this person again. And then it's like, dude, let's catch up. Like what's going. And it's, I have seen that too many times. And as a science minded person who got into medical school, who's published research in, in toxicology, my critical thinking skills say that I have only ever seen if I think it's going to turn out to be shit and I act in a manner that says it's going to be shit well, then you're going to find yourself in a pile of manure. But if you work through it, understand it's a long fight. And again, I know I sound like a strip mall, you know, minimum wage motivational speaker. But if you look for the silver linings, you bear responsibility, you use empathy around others, and you genuinely focus on the good, even when everything's falling around around you, falling down around you, it will turn out better so to answer your question i do think that and if it doesn't turn out well well then i'm not going to be here for it because i'll be taken out i refuse to participate in a world that i don't 
I don't agree with morally and ethically. It's either I won't get banned from YouTube or I won't be around to see the YouTube that happens because I'm removed. So that's my answer. I I think we're going to get what we find or we're going to get what we look for, which I know is a cheesy Hallmark Instagram post, but I think we're going to get what we look for. Uh, I think that's, I think that was a good answer. Very good answer. That's my political stump speech. Kerrigan 2024, Kerrigan brain 2024. We're going to yeah. take it back. But um, Mr. Brain, thank you so much for coming on. I'd love to have you on again. You're a cool guy. You're a great guest. You've got crisp audio and video. You, you get full marks from me. And okay. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little, it's a little subconscious judgment I make on every guest. I'm like, all right, good, 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 good internet. Um, But uh, your closing thoughts, your closing remarks. Well, thanks for having me. It's been great. Sure. And uh, I will look forward to doing another one. I think we absolutely had some really good topics, had some good conversation. I think oh, that yeah, man. people, people want to hear and, and uh, need to hear. Um, you know, we need to get back to hearing both sides of issues and yes. and finding solutions. Uh, it's a, yeah. it's always like a lost art, right? We're yeah. so used to people throwing rocks at each other and calling names and blame, playing the blame game. And I think people really are tired of that and they just want to go, you know what, we have issues. Let's just solve the issues and move on and get back to, like you said, having the beer on the weekend yeah. and just enjoying each other and, and life and raising our children to have a good life better life than we had you know and, yeah so thank yeah. you for having me absolutely man everybody go download cloud hub and i will start uploading my videos there i have a i've had a cloud hub account for i think a, a year and a half and i post my my links there every day i didn't know i could upload videos that's my own admission so yeah, you have a channel go to your go to the channels option okay if you haven't set it up already the first time you go to it it'll say set it up um but and then uh, you let me know because I can make sure you have you send me a text with your username. I'll, I'll make sure you have uh, some special features. Oh, oh, you and we are all, we are. I'm already in the in group. I am the elite now. We are the new world economic forum, Mr. Right. Brand and I. I will do that. Um, and I will start the long slog process of like Rumble, Bitshoot, and Odyssey of uploading 900 episodes. I will start the process. My internet will. My router will be smoking, but it'll take me a couple months, but I will start it. But they'll upload a lot faster than those platforms, I'll tell you that much. Oh, shots fired again. I said no inciting violence, but here you are. Shots fired. Mr. Brain, thank you so much, sir. I will text you when this episode's up. It'll be up later this evening. Absolutely would love to do it again. I will, again, t- I'll also text you later this evening about setting up the channel. And um, thank you so much, man. You're a cool fucking dude. Thank God you. bless America. God bless everybody. Love each other. We will get the outcome we pursue. Take from that what you will. Thank you, sir.